Yes. Uh, Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody in uh, cyberspace. Uh, this is Dr. Simon, and today I'm going to talk about stories of reasonableness. Actually, I should have titled this uh, Stories uh, That Lack Reasonableness, because uh, we, I think we're in deeper trouble um, uh, than I, I thought in a long time, and I tend to see us in a terrible decline in the United States and in other parts of the world. Uh, and uh, I haven't done a show in three months because I feel there's nothing to say that add to what I've already said. Um, I suppose if I did this every week, I would have some more callers and more discussion, and that certainly would be enjoyable. But uh, I'll do my show today because I am doing it out of a kind of a fear. Um, I'm watching the political process in the United States grind down uh, to total unreasonableness that um, the, the Republicans particularly, and I'm hoping that party will come, up, come undone uh, in, in the next couple of days or weeks, uh, it's dominated by uh, a religious right, uh, a group of religious people, tea partiers and whatever, um, who are unreasonable. And I want to define that. Um, the, the consequences of a default to the United States, I believe, from what everything uh, I hear from reasonable people, would be catastrophic. Uh, but that never stops the fanatic and the people who I see dominating and controlling and striking fear uh, into the Republican Party, and to some degree the Democratic Party, are fanatics. That is, they see the world the way they see the world, and they don't reason. Uh, they are dominated by their faith. And um, when faith exists outside of reasonableness, it's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Uh, just this week, a young man of apparent deep faith in Norway, killed 93 people, a great many of them children. And um, he stated with great pride that he did this uh, for the white Christian world, and he wanted to punish the social democrats for supporting Muslim uh, uh, immigration. And, of course, the, many of the Muslims being immigrated into uh, Europe are uh, totally unreasonable. Uh, I assume there must be many of them who are reasonable, but like many of the people in this country, when faced with unreasonableness, people who uh, would vote for them only if they share the common fanatical faith uh, that drives them, that uh, the world view that says, uh, and I'll describe this unreasonable state in a moment, that says that I know what's best and you know nothing, that I am backed by God, uh, God who knows all things and God who is all good, uh, uh, has told me how to be all-knowing and all-good. I don't have doubt. I don't have to give reasons for my actions. 
particularly to those of you who are devils, who are heathens, who are savages, who are simply beneath me as human beings to be reasoned with. I give fiat. I give orders. And if you don't listen, I punish. Uh, while we're not yet uh, committing murder in this country uh, to kill off political enemies, uh, I'm not sure how far away we are at the point at which uh, our government can no longer do anything that is good for the country, but is merely political structure, political uh, strutting, uh, political name calling, uh, taking stands to see who is morally correct and who is the devil, who is the sinner, who is the individual who doesn't deserve to have any voice in government. Uh, when this happens, I'm not sure how far away we are from real violence. Because what's going on in this unreasonable state is, um, is, is, is um, a kind of, of a uh, hierarchy in which one group uh, considers themselves godlike and the other are dehumanized. I had a friend just at lunch today say, I can't understand how somebody would kill somebody's children. And I think the answer is very clear and not hard to understand. You kill them because they're not human. You don't see them as human. You don't see them as deserving of what you and those who you consider worthy enough to live uh, possess. So what is being reasonable? Being reasonable is in many ways using logic, giving reasons for why you do things, uh, justifying your actions and stating the justification in terms of what possible consequences will occur from your actions to the degree that they can be predicted. Now, often uh, we can't predict with any certainty what the outcome of our actions are. But when people are reasonable and use logic and deal with facts, and look and, and look for other people's opinions on the matter, um, very often you have a fair degree of predictability. And when you take into account the consequences of your actions, then it's not hatred or passion uh, or desire or need that it by itself generates action, but it is those things, desire and passion, uh, are guided by logic by an understanding of consequences and understanding this within a social context in which you have reasoned things out with other people who uh, reason with you. And that's what's increasingly missing. The idea that we reason together, that we come up with compromises that are reasonable. Uh, one of the definitions of, of being reasonable is not being excessive. And again, we can philosophically debate what does excessive mean, when does something become excessive, but certainly letting the country default is, in my view, totally excessive. Or murdering uh, somebody's children because you don't like their politics and consider them godless and not good Christians, uh, like the young man in Norway, this is excessive. You don't sit down and reason with children. Although, 
when you deal with children in an unreasonable way, through force, through violence, they never develop, it seems to me, a capacity to reason. So while you have to be an authority with your children, it seems to me that when you renounce violence, when you give them the reasons you are doing what you're doing, whether they like the reasons or not, when you do hear their reasons uh, 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 and engage them in a reasonable relationship, a relationship uh, that respects and does not dehumanize, then these children have a chance of growing up to be reasonable adults who see reason as very important. It's interesting to me when I talk to people uh, that I have, I'm friends with, uh, and I'm not friends with anybody who is not reasonable. Uh, I, I, I am frightened of people who are fanatic, uh, who dehumanize. Um, we all do to an extent, but not across the board, where, where we, we call them names that are dehumanizing uh, and simply won't debate with them. I think debating is very, very important uh, to get consensus, not because uh, you listen to me or I'll knock your block off, the kind of authoritarian and totalitarian um, uh, leadership that I described uh, in earlier episodes. Uh, reasonableness means renouncing that. It means renouncing force that is justified by dehumanizing uh, your fellow human beings and finding it beneath you to think about being reasonable. The, the people that I know who are reasonable, and again, my friends are mostly reasonable individuals, um, the, 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 um, the, 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 the reason uh, disappears, and what we end up with is name-calling. And, and, and uh, ultimately, the ultimate thing is violence. You do with violence, uh, because ultimately, fanaticism is based on some kind of fear, because reasonably religious people, or people who are religious and yet reasonable, um, are not threatened. They don't result to, they, they have their faith. But to a degree, faith is the enemy of being reasonable. And while we all have faith in something, we have to, uh, again, if you're religious, only God can be completely reasonable because only God knows enough to be reasonable. The um, uh, what we're going to talk about now. Um, so uh, to, to back up a second, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, a book I read recently in the Garden of Beasts uh, by Eric Lawson. Wonderful book. And it's about a story of William E. Dodd, who was a very reasonable, tempered man who became the ambassador. He was an academic, a professor, uh, somewhere in the Midwest, who uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, for a variety of political reasons, some of which reasonable and some of which weren't reasonable, uh, placed him as the ambassador to Germany during the time that Hitler came to power. And the Nazis were fanatics and totally unreasonable and contemptuous and saw, like most fanatics, reasonable people as being weak. And um, you get a ground-eye view 
a really good view of Nazis coming to power during the time uh, that Dodd was there and his terrible disillusionment. And like my friends, I was, that's what I was talking about, a disbelief when you see adults being un, really unreasonable and fanatical. Uh, that's, that's what amazes me. Um, I don't think it's hard to understand people who are fanatical and unreasonable. Uh, if you delve a little deeply, mostly these are people who are terribly frightened, terribly hurt, and therefore tremendously angry. Very often they have been shamed or belittled by unreasonable adults, sometimes teachers, sometimes uh, clergy, sometimes or most often by parents who treat them in an unreasonable authoritarian way. And it's a disbelief. Now, when children are unreasonable, and by the way, I was never very good working as a therapist with children uh, until they reached the age of reasonableness. Um, it's not that they frighten me, uh, but I lacked a certain kind of patience to be uh, a good therapist with totally unreasonable children. Um, when, when I work with adults, there's always some kind of reasonableness, even if the individual is psychotic, and the hallmark of being psychotic is to be unreasonable. Uh, it is, is a, a, a fear of being reasonable, of engaging in uh, discussion, in debate, in civil argument, not screaming fights, not insults, uh, but uh, a discussion. It can become heated, but not personal where you dummy, you asshole, you stupid. Uh, that kind of stuff um, is, uh, on my definition, in my view, uh, totally unreasonable and therefore uh, is not something that can be engaged with reason unless you hold your own and t take a stand and the individual comes around. Uh, I am waiting, and, and, and not only uh, is, is there fear of the unreasonable adult and a kind of a disbelief that they are doing what they're doing. I mean, everybody's face, when we talk about the Norway incident, uh, becomes a kind of a horror mask. How could he have done that? He must be crazy. Well, crazy is, if you've been following my show, you know, is simply a moral judgment for an attitude, a state of mind, or a behavior that we don't like, that we, frightens us, and that we don't understand. But if you understand the fanatic, um, it, it becomes clear why they did what they did. They have a capacity, which I think is in all of us, absolutely in all of us, to dehumanize those who disagree with them, who put them into doubt about their own fanatically held beliefs. And I, I never found that not to be true, that you can't attack the beliefs of a paranoid, uh, the individual who, who projects out his own fears and rages onto others and sees himself as the victim, rather than the damage he himself is doing to others. Um, so, in the Garden of the Beasts, you see the Nazis come to power, and paralleling our own society where are the reasonable people standing up and reasoning with the public and stating that the difference between a reasonable political 
uh, stand and fanaticism, in spite of the fact that they're going to be called all kinds of bad names by those who are the unreasonable and the fanatical and the superstitious. Uh, this, this, this is terrifying me personally. I don't know where uh, they are. Uh, in my own way, I speak up, and uh, one of the things I do uh, to make myself feel better is this show. And when I get frightened enough, um, I talk about this, and uh, usually about 100, 200 people uh, in a decent way, um, a decent number, will hear this, and maybe it spreads out a little bit. Because the truth of the matter is, I see us descending into a kind of a fanaticism in this country, a religious corporate fanaticism. The corporations do not give a damn except about their profits, and most of these corporations are now international corporations. As long as the market is large enough, they really don't care specifically about the American market. And they have jockeyed and, and, and um, uh, allied themselves with the fanatics that support the corporate uh, politicians. The politicians were paid for, and most of them are, by corporations, by individuals uh, who, who, who give them gifts and give them the money necessary to run for their next, uh, um, their next uh, uh, term of office. Um, people will ask me, how do these people who are really being hurt by the uh, Republicans' Uh, who are really giving tax breaks, most of the money, back to the wealthy to be used by the wealthy for their own desires and needs. And my answer is because uh, the people who support them, who are being hurt the most economically by these individuals, are individuals who are angry and frightened. And when they listen to the Republicans, the Republicans are the party of God. They use God the most. Um, a wonderful book by Kevin Phillips I read a couple of years ago. I'm looking at it on my shelf called American Theocracy. And this is a few years ago where it wasn't, I don't think, as bad as it is right now. And Phillips describes how mostly the Republican Party, as he put it, is now the, Republic, the, 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 the party of God that they use the God card. They appeal to those Americans who are supposedly the uh, uh, true Americans who uh, don't like gays and don't, uh, uh, and don't like Muslims and don't like Jews particularly and don't like anybody who isn't white and Christian uh, or at least Christian um, and, and who are finding their power waning and therefore are making this stand, and uh, unfortunately may come into power in this country. Uh, just last week, and again, my memory isn't, uh, I should have taken the article out of the paper, somewhere in the United States, um, a, a uh, township or a county passed an ordinance that said you can't form a group without their permission. Apparently, these individuals have never heard of the Constitution of the United States, which guarantees uh, people of good reason and faith uh, who wish to form a, any kind of an alliance or any kind of group 
that is legal and nonviolent, that's peaceful, uh, without anybody's permission. That's their right, our right as citizens. Apparently, the Constitution is to be dead, according to the fanatics who are now lining up and screaming the loudest uh, with nobody to stand up and say, this is America and the glory of our country is the Constitution, uh, that we are a Constitution of law, uh, and law is always reasonable, if it's good law. So, uh, I have nine minutes left. Uh, I have said what I wanted to say, which is good. I I really don't want to spend extra money and go premium uh, in order to do more than 30 minutes. And today, I, I looked, and there was... Instead of my normal way of of signing in and setting up the show, there is a a really fancy uh, doodad to let me manage my show. And maybe uh, in days to come, I'll sit down and learn how to do this with different switchboards and audio clips and to promote it and episode information and chat. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So, I don't know, guest... uh, 5384 has logged in, logged out, logged in, logged out. Anyway, uh, I'm glad somebody logged in for however long they logged in. And if anybody uh, is listening who would like to uh, call, the number is 646-716-7756. And I will be most delighted to chat with them. Otherwise, It's coming up on cocktail time, and while I just came back from New York, and while I was in New York, I went into a wine shop that's near my daughter's house where I stay when we go up to New York, my wife and I, and he gave me a Merlot that is absolutely to die for, and I brought back a bottle, and I'm going to open that bottle, and I'm going to partake. Uh... Boy, when I have a couple of glasses of wine, do I become reasonable. Anyway, so I hope this reaches a lot of people. I certainly am not doing all I could do to reach a lot of people. But that's where I am right now. And uh, that's what it will be unless uh, I get an epiphany and decide to uh, really go whole hog again with my show. So I'm going to say good evening. And good luck to all of us, uh, because the the, uh, fanatics are lining up, uh, the faithful are uh, shouting down the reasonable, Uh, decisions are being made that I don't believe in any way are reasonable, I think they are excessive, I think they're dangerous, I think that uh, the reasonable politicians, like the reasonable Muslims that we keep uh, wondering where they are, uh, are in hiding and uh, not really standing up. Although, let me tell you, I, I, the one ray of hope, um, uh, David Brooks, who I've done a number of shows based on his his uh, article, he's more conservative than I. He's a Republican, but he's a reasonable man. And last week he did an absolutely wonderful column uh, calling into question what's happening to the Republican Party. And I was heartened by that. Because like a good Republican, he really doesn't ever criticize. He sort of takes 
a, a wide, more abstract stance. But this time he uh, he uh, called into question uh, Sarah Palin and this other woman, uh, a fanatic uh, from Iowa. Uh, I forget her name. My name skips me now. And the band, what he calls the, the Beltway Bandits, uh, and those Republicans who have simply, in order to be elected, uh, taken all their reasonableness and stowed it away someplace so that uh, it'll ensure that the so-called Tea Party, uh, a group uh, of, of unreasonableness, if I've ever in my own view seen it, um, and, and he called these people into question, and uh, I was heartened and delighted to uh, read his column. Maybe it will have an effect. Uh, at lunch today, one of my friends, who is a Republican, said, finally, some Republican senator from Oklahoma has spoken out. And it seems to me if the mainstream Republicans see their party buckling and splitting, that uh, there will be maybe a reasonable conclusion to the um, debacle, to the non-governance uh, um, that's going on now in Washington, which is allowing our country to drift into dangerous, uncharted waters. That's it. Thank you very much for your attention, for whoever logged in. Guest 5518 has logged in and been logged out. So, good night, goodbye, good luck.